Hey guys, so I am back for another episode of Your Life After Sport. And this one is going to be pretty snappy. So it's a checklist for you getting back into shape. So realistically, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you've seen some of my content and you're going to be of the approach that, okay, this guy knows what's going on. He knows how mentally shit it feels when you are, you know, constantly every single day going to training, thinking about training, game on the weekend, then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. Um, I've been there, been through the ringer, uh, got the highs, great, uh, also got the lows, but here's the thing is I'm pretty fucking open and transparent to talking about each and everything so that I can help you get into great shape physically, obviously, uh, as well as mentally and emotionally and all things in between. So this checklist was a little bit of a, an improv one. Um, made it a couple of minutes ago and I said, right, this is fucking good enough to get out there in a podcast and help people like you. So I want to make sure that of these five things that you're going to take away a bit of value with each and every one. So you are looking to get back into shape like you were before. You're looking to have that near animalistic um, response when it comes to training. You're looking to showcase that aggression a little bit more if it comes to you lifting the barbell. Yeah, so doing a deadlift, bench press, whatever it might be. If it's you looking to try and uh, beat your previous 5k time. If it's you looking to just get back into shape to feel good about yourself so you can look in the mirror and smile. Like those simple little shit or those simple little things that uh, people don't really give much of a shit about in quote. Um so yeah, I'm going to talk about them here, so feel free to get a pen and paper ready, or while you're listening to this, you can actually just open the notes folder in your phone, because I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a raw value, so black and white, blunt honesty, as always. So, first thing is, what you need is, you need a diet that you can stick to. Um, why do you need a diet that you can stick to? Because, call a spade a spade, nobody ever wants to be handed something and say, here, I'm taking away all of your control, I'm taking away everything uh, that you could possibly think about, and I'm telling you exactly what to do, which is the biggest mistake whenever it comes to people trying to diet. So what happens when you try and diet? You're taking away your autonomy, which is your ability to believe and you know think for yourself. If you're taking that away and you're just dictating and you're telling somebody exactly what to do, then you're taking away their self-control. Now, as a, as a male... There's nothing more emasculating than somebody else telling you what to do and you can't even question it. So if you think about the typical 40 or 15, 16 year old that has just got their first part-time job and they don't have a choice but to do absolutely everything that the boss tells them. Can you imagine what that would feel like, uh, 25, 26, 27, where somebody is telling you what to do and you can't even question it because you have no strength in yourself to actually man up and speak back to somebody so it's basically the same thing on a smaller scale if somebody is to hand you a diet plan. You think that it's the easy way out, but you're just numbing the pain where you actually don't know what you're doing, uh, how to enjoy it, and you're just enduring a pretty fucking miserable process. So when I'm talking about a diet that you can stick to, it is the approach of the flexible dieting. Now, this is something that I promote massively in every single one of my clients. And I was actually speaking with one of my clients last Friday in London. And he said, look, I am cutting, you know, I am keeping my calories on point, but I'm having a little bit of a an issue with regards to my relationship whenever, you know, she is saying, oh, you're not going to have dinner. Well, that's fucking awkward. What did I cook it for? And this is something that people really do need to talk about is the fact that when you're dieting, when you're trying to lose a bit of body fat, you can go out 
when you're going out it's going to improve your social life if you have a good quality social life this is going to feed into my second point if you have a good quality social life with somebody that is going to be around you and support you and say hey buddy that's awesome keep that shit up then you're more likely to keep doing what you're doing so when it comes to the flexible dieting to put it plain and simple i don't want to bore you with the uh, the, th- the laws of thermodynamics but basically calories in versus calories out are the main things that will dictate your level of fat loss or muscle gain the main thing obviously depending on each person you can go into a hell of a lot more detail so if you're in a slight calorie deficit you're going to lose weight slowly that is over the course of a week so seven days you have seven days to meet your requirements to hit yourself into a deficit so if you find maintenance let's just say for argument's sake maintenance is 2500 calories you can maintain that every single day awesome your weight will not change your body composition might slowly change depending on the amount of training that you're enduring but if you are to work yourself into a a caloric deficit which is 3500 calories per week will equate to one pound of fat loss so remember that one so how do we knock off three and a half thousand calories in one week you can take it away from the total of 2,500 multiplied by 7. And that is all you need to do. Now, that being said, it does not matter if you have loads more calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. As long as you can adhere to the diet on a regular basis. If you can make that fit into your lifestyle schedule. If you're hitting up a long day in work. And if you can survive on little to no snacks. Awesome. You're making sure to hit your calorie deficit requirements. So that you're dropping body fat. Right, so that's the thing. When I'm saying a diet that you can stick to, you basically need to improve your level of education and recognize that there's no such thing as a meal plan that is just going to work strictly for you. Um, this is going to link in with my second point, which is what you definitely need in this checklist for getting back into shape is you need a good social circle. A good social circle that is going to be willing to support you. Now, not support you too much because that can get a little bit weird. Um, as much as I love my mom, I had a little bit of a blow with her a few years ago. Basically, she was supporting me too much. Um, can't ever discredit that. She's absolutely love my mom and dad to bits. But, you know, when somebody is trying to really look after you and they don't ever, ever want to see you struggle, it's a little bit overwhelming because you really just kind of want to say, look, will you just fuck off? Just leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. So what you need when you're looking to get back into shape, if you have another half, if you have your friends, you need them to understand that, look, I'm enduring this process because I want to drop body fat because I want to feel better about myself. I've endured a long enough stint whereby I'm feeling very insecure. I'm wearing loose black clothes and you know what? I don't want to be that person anymore. So I really would appreciate if you had my back and if you supported me. So when we're going out in social events, um, Please don't pressure me into having to skull a pint or, you know, don't drink G&Ts because uh, calories and, you know, I'm not here to offend anybody. Um, but, you know, when lads are so easy to just jump and go, that's gay. Like, you know, it's, it's just a means to try and offend somebody for no reason. So if you're to drink a gin and tonic because you're conscious of your calories, awesome. If you're to drink a gin and tonic and you're conscious of your calories and then somebody throws a pint in front of you and says, don't be such a queen, drink a pint like a real man. With all due respect, what if I actually do not like the taste of a pint? That again is going to link back to the first one is you need a diet that you can adhere to 
but you also need to make sure that you can stand up for yourself and showcase a little bit more autonomy. So if you look up autonomy by definition in um, a thesaurus, like it will basically tell you along the lines of somebody making the decision for themselves. So resisting peer pressure. So that's why it's very, very important that you have a good social circle that is going to respect and understand and support you and your goals, whatever it may be. Looking to lose a couple of pounds, looking to do your first ever 5K, looking to knock off five minutes, whatever it might mean. If it is uh, going to come down to you just jeopardizing or giving up or skipping a social event, then please just recognize that if your friends don't understand that or support it, then put it lightly, fuck them. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it um, for the second point. So the third point, what you definitely need in order for you to get back into shape and to finally cut it all with yourself and just say, look, this is what I'm doing. I, I respect myself and appreciate myself enough. This is what I'm going to chase. You need milestones. Okay, so if you have one big ultimate goal, let's just say you want to run 100 kilometers, but you've never ran in your life. You want to run 100 kilometers. How in the name of the big man could you possibly run 100 kilometers if you've never ran 20? Okay, well, I can't run 20. All right, awesome. So I'm going to knock it down. I'll do 15, I'll do 10, I'll do 5. So then what you're doing is you're just looking at your ultimate goal or your prize is at the very top of the ladder. And all you're to do is just take one step at a time to get up there to the very top. You get to the top and then you recognize you just built up so much momentum, ticked off so many other goals that you're now going to win. You're setting yourself up to win. So first one, make the goal really, really small. Second one, once you've, once you've hit that goal, then hit the next one, the next one, and the next one. Consistently and constantly raise that bar just a little bit higher than what the previous one was. So if you're going to get momentum, you're going to recognize that, okay, I've ticked off the last one. I thought I couldn't do it, but I did it. I didn't think that I could jump this hurdle, but I did it. You do it again and again and again. So physically, yes, we're obviously enduring the laws of progressive overload and we're enduring a higher volume of training and we're making sure that we can recover. All of the above, awesome. But when it comes down to psychologically, you want to be sure that you're actually building momentum towards a goal, which is what we want. So that's the third one. The next thing as well, what we need is something to celebrate. Um, why I say we need something to celebrate? So I have um, essentially a checklist. And the way that the checklist goes is actually it's, it's really, really cool. All right, so it's very similar to what I'm saying here. All right, so you need to recognize something that you can do, something that will support you or someone. You need to have a milestone so you're building momentum. But you also need to stop and recognize it. Um, when you recognize it, you need to appreciate it and celebrate it. So one thing, actually, I said this to a couple of people a few months ago, and it was, when people say never be satisfied, tell them fuck off, okay? Um, how can you ever possibly endure and appreciate and enjoy something if you're never satisfied? You're going to turn into a narcissistic negative Nancy, and nobody's going to want to listen to you because you're just going to say, oh, I'm so focused on the next one, the next one, the next one. Whereas if you don't stop and celebrate and appreciate what you're doing or what you've done and overcome... Like, then why should you keep pushing forward? You're just going to fall into that negative mindset and you're going to think, well, this is shit, I don't like it, I don't appreciate it, um, I'm not satisfied, I'm just going to reach for the next one. Like, satisfaction and appreciation and celebration, they're, they're pretty big things in any process. If you drop five pounds in a week, you know, laws of thermodynamics are going to state that, you know, it might be very, very difficult for you to drop another five pounds in the next week because your amount of lean muscle might change. If that changes, then that's going to hold, obviously, a bit of weight because it has mass. 
by laws. So if that has mass, then it's going to take up weight. So maybe your weight itself will slow down in the second week. You might only lose two pounds. So what's the point in you stopping to say, fuck's sake, I, I only lost two pounds this week, whereas last week I lost five. That's a total of seven pounds in two weeks. And also, you've tightened up around the waistline. Your sleeves are now fitting tighter. And your chest is actually looking tighter in that shirt. And you look like a boss. You know, besides the fact that your jeans are now tighter and you have to wear a belt that little bit tighter again. So these are a couple of small little things where I always emphasize the importance of celebration because if you're not celebrating something, you're not even appreciating it. And if you're not appreciating it, you're not even recognizing it. If you're not recognizing it, you're not giving yourself credit. If you're not giving yourself credit, then what the fuck are you enjoying this for? There's too many people fall into the trap of it's not good enough, it's not good enough, it's not good enough. Well, what is good enough? What is good enough? Is it good enough for you or is it just not good enough because you're comparing yourself to somebody else? You need something to celebrate your goals. Whatever your goals may be, you need to celebrate that. Nobody else. Okay? Recognize that. If you have something to celebrate and you ticked off a couple of milestones, you have a great social circle that are supporting you and you have a diet and training plan that you can stick to and adhere to that suits you and your lifestyle, then the last thing that you need is a coach. Why? Realistically, again, I use that term like uh, a lot realistically so reality speaking like when it comes to you actually having to endure a shit scenario and you think fuck i can't get out of this i don't know what to do i don't know how to go about it what would you do in that moment of time okay so you get an anxiety attack your heart starts to race and then you think oh i think i'm going to have a panic attack so i probably need to call uh, the ambulance or somebody else sees you in such a state and they have to call an ambulance what what is that saying that you need external help you need somebody to help you stop you from dying. Plain and simple. Okay. It's a bit too black and white there to really say it like that. But that is essentially what it is. Is I'm just gonna ask you a very simple question. And once I once I say this, feel free to pause this and just go, Wow, how the fuck right? So the question is, how can you fix your current problems with the same level of thinking that has created them? Feel free to pause this and just have a think and go, who was it that got you into this current circumstances or situations? It was you. Why was it you? Because there's a chance you probably listened to the opinions of other people. You probably didn't back yourself enough and you probably didn't commit to a long enough process. Okay, what happened as a result? You're now in the current situation that you're in. You listen to other people's opinions. You stopped exercising on the regular. You're not happy with everything that you're doing on a daily basis, but... You're still enduring it for the sake of it because you're just trying to live life to help other people feel good about themselves. But how can you do that if you're not doing something to appreciate you? So you're not celebrating anything. You're not working towards your goals. You're not satisfied or appreciative of anything that you just work towards. You're not taking off any good milestones to get momentum. You're not building a social circle around you that will support you. You're not sticking to something that you can stick to for an extended period of time that suits you and your lifestyle. So what would you do if you had a coach that is going to be there to be able to say to you, hey, I completely get it. I know that you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling anxious and you're feeling itchy now as well because you haven't exercised in three days. But dude, do you know what? Come here. You and me, we're going to work out and we're going to help you to get everything that you deserve because that is quite simply what it is you deserve this i'm going to help you get there i have all the tools the experience and i'm going to make sure to get you exactly what you deserve because look dude you know what i'm going to make sure to tell you and show you and get you 
every single thing that you really wanted for an extended period of time. And as a side result as well, what's also going to happen is you're going to feel like a boss. You're going to be able to endure everything and anything that you want on a regular basis. You're going to have enough confidence to do whatever you want. And also that confidence is going to exude from you to the point that other people are going to see it and recognize it. And they're going to say, wow, this guy looks like an absolute boss. And you know what? He doesn't give a shit about other people's opinions either at this stage because he's strictly out for himself. So that is something that you want to be able to endure. Okay, um, what would it mean to you if you had somebody to fast track you, somebody that has been there, somebody that has actually been through the ringer, helped hundreds of other people? You know, if you think about it from a medical standpoint, what makes a good doctor? What makes a good GP? Somebody that has a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge and he can give you the answer a hell of a lot quicker rather than a couple of weeks or months later saying, um, I'm not sure. You know, that's the last thing that you want to do. The last thing that you ever want to do is burn loads of cash going to the doctor regularly paying for all these tests and then everything coming back and saying oh that's clear like you would have paid you know maybe one or two or three times the visit cost to go to a specialist that's just going to say hey boom this is your problem this is the answer and this is what we're doing okay have a great day you're actually fine rather than having to endure pain for another six months to just try and see what's going on with that as well, you need to think of the knock-on effects. So you're anxious, you're getting anxiety-fueled uh, feelings on the regular because your test results haven't come back. Your test results haven't come back. You're also going to be very unsure. You're going to be hesitant about doing any bit of exercise. Blah, 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 blah. All of these different things. Right? So what I'm just going to ask you is like, what would it cost you to get back into good shape? That's the thing. What would it cost you to 12 months down the line stay in bad shape? Think of that one. You're not going to see any change. You're still doing the same boring program. Uh, your t-shirts are, you're wearing loose t-shirts because you don't want them to feel any bit tight on you. Um, you're not feeling any bit athletic. Um, you're not as enthusiastic as you were before. You've turned into a little bit more of a narcissist. You're sick of your normal routine. And then it gets to the point that you're scared of people watching you exercise. Okay, there's also another couple of things there that I can think of. Like, you know, you're you're not comfortable having sex with your partner. Um, you're afraid of being ditched or cheated on. Like, you know, what about when it gets to the point that your love handles are spilling over your belt and you're not able to even go out or flirt on the weekend anymore? Like, all of these different things, what would that cost you? And that's one of the biggest things that I say to people is like, what have you got to lose by hiring a good coach? And that's why I'd say as well, it's like, this is a checklist for getting back into great shape because... If you have a good coach, they're going to call you on your shit and say, here, look, I know you're not losing weight because you were overeating the other day. Call a spade a spade. Sometimes you need that tough love. You need somebody to say, cut the BS. Let's work on it together. We're going to get there. And, you know, accountability is going to hurt as well sometimes. It has to. If it doesn't hurt, then you're not doing it right. So, guys, that is it. I just want to give that um, quick share of the checklist for you getting back into shape, especially coming up to this time of the year. What you should make sure to have is a diet that you can stick to. So understand the laws of dieting if you're unsure. you I would actually massively recommend uh, getting Ross Edgley's book. It's called The World's Fittest Book. It's awesome. So next thing, you need a good social circle that will support you. You need some milestones that you can tick off regularly. You need to celebrate a little bit often. Okay, Once you hit a milestone, you need to celebrate. And the last thing is you need a coach that is going to be able to fast track you from A to Z without hitting every single obstacle 
in the road. Okay, so guys, I hope you've uh, taken a couple of notes from that one. And yeah, that is me over and out. I would just like to say a massive thank you. And uh, I, I will definitely say a small little prayer for everybody coming into the Christmas period. Quite simply, we're going to overeat. We're going to under-exercise, under-exercise, under-move, whatever way you want to put it. We won't move as much. We'll eat a little bit too much. But look, do you know what? As long as you have the checklist in place, then you will be in a very good position coming into January. So over and out. I hope you have a fucking cracking day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. We would love for you to screenshot this, share it on your Instagram and tag me at Strength Catalyst. So have an absolutely fucking awesome day, dude. And I will chat with you soon. Thank you.